All right. Good evening, everyone. It's a good time to be indigenous and welcome to the Intertribal Talk podcast. You almost lost it for a second. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> one day off. <laughs> one one day off and I'm already like rusty. Oh, my apologies. Uh, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're here with Devin Destiny. Yeah, yo. Jay Falkus from Falkus Media. Hello. Hey. Hey, Jay. Hey, Jay. How's it going? we're gonna get him a mic this is the the next goal for the podcast yeah we're gonna do we're gonna create some upgrades around here i was actually gonna mention to you guys too i've talked to two different people now about doing a bit of a remix kind of adding some cool pizzazz to our intro yes yes you guys think that's an okay absolutely okay cool it was like an executive decision i made on the side where i was like hey what if (laughs) but then i was like of course i'm gonna okay it with them so and you're we're talking about uh mexi fry right well i've talked to uh yeah those two actually no technically i've talked to three people so yeah mexi Cass, and mike okay so whoever you know, early bird gets the worm. Whoever yeah. wants it most, um, that's the plan. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that because, uh, you know, shout out to Mexi, that that song. The, his new one, uh, Tears of a Clown. Tears of a Clown. That was good. That was wicked. Uh, listen, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't have any expectations. I was just like, I saw you post it and I was like, oh, check this out. Yeah. And it, it slaps. He, a lot of this music <laughs> does. This is the thing is we need to encourage more of our underground artists, especially our indigenous artists, like our indigenous brothers and sisters who are out there like grinding hard, making music, putting their, their whole lives. It's literally stories about their lives mm-hmm. into their songs. It's not just that stupid banger shit you hear on whatever radio and it's just like lamborghini and i'm wanting fettuccine mumble rap i hate that i hate it too oh god it's so annoying it yeah it's not um but you know what we're gonna here it is okay here's the thing that i said i would never do when i was younger and and now i'm here i remember when I was growing up and I was like, I'm never going to like my parents would be like, Oh, your music's crap. All that bass. And what is all this? You know? And, and I'm just like, okay, you guys don't understand. You guys don't understand. <laughs> this is new. It's awesome. And now I'm that person. I'm my parents. I am like, you I have don't aged like, yourself. I don't like this new music. <laughs> oh my gosh. Kate, Natalie and I did that. Natalie and I did that. Uh, yesterday she came over, we were practicing reels. We're trying to get on the real train oh, okay, with all the kids. Okay. Be cool. And we so aged ourselves. We tried so we, we definitely got blooper reels. They're blooper reels. That's what they are. They're nice. not even like the real reels. <laughs> we're like we're hot we're gonna get attention from this it was more like oh my god we are losers let's post it anyway <laughs> absolutely you know what um i think we need to be able to laugh at ourselves oh yeah and when it comes to social media uh i think it's taken too seriously yeah to an extent oh my god and i think that we need to be able to have fun with it you know i think this ideology uh, of Oh, my life is perfect and everything is great and I'm always happy. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. No, it's total bullshit. Like show your other sides, show your happy, sad, angry side, show it all. You don't want to see all that. I'm just ah. kidding. <laughs> you don't want to see all that in me. Trust me. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I do show clips of it though. I show, and I, and I do, I speak from the heart, especially on the gram. Have to. Yeah. Have to. Yeah. 
Before we check in on each other's weeks here, I do have one question before we get into that. Oh, man. So, you know, we were just talking about, like, indigenous music, right? And, yes. like, specifically kind of, like, you know, I, I'll, I'll say hip-hop for, for an example. Yeah. So, you know, society and culturally, uh, worldwide, yeah. we've embraced hip-hop. Oh, yeah. Um, from black communities and black culture. That has, yes. like, been predominantly the... Um, the you birthplace, know, the birthplace, right? Yes. Of a lot of style, fashion. Mm -hmm. um, so, my question to you is: How do we? How can we make indigenous music popular, like hip hop music, like indigenous hip hop, or even just traditional forms of singing, or yes. any any form of yes. indigenous music? How do we get people excited about? indigenous music oh gosh you know what my biggest thing is um i like to look on, like so aptn they do uh certain shows and they'll showcase like certain indigenous artists and whatnot oh really and that's where i found a majority of the ones that i follow now like i love is it drazis or drazis um i think it's drazis um he's amazing so I love his music. He's got a bunch of songs that I, I crank all the time. I actually talked to him once on Instagram. That was when those racist Nazi notes were getting put all over town. Oh, yeah, and I, I actually forgot messaged about him. that. Well, I was ready to go burn houses down. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Don't say that I would ever do that. I would never actually do that. But like, you know, metaphorically, I was that ragey. And I messaged him like, hey, my friends and I want to make a statement video. Can we use one of your songs? And he said, absolutely. He's that cool. He oh, was nice. Like, he's like, oh, hell yeah. Like, go for it. That's that's bullshit. Because I showed him what right. notes were being spread around town. Like, people were attacking our indigenous community. Not okay. A lot of these indigenous artists are speaking of things just like that. The trials and tribulations our people have suffered through lifetimes. What the struggle is right now. I think the reason that indigenous people relate so well to hip hop music is that the government put us all into reservations or hoods and made us come up the way that we are now. We all relate very well to each other and our drums sound like their drums. Mm. It's all the heartbeat. Mm. Okay. I get huh? you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. I, um, you know, I actually, uh, I, I wrote an essay, um, in one of my indig courses yeah. and it was, uh, I actually compared, um, ghettos uh to reservations uh -huh. and it was like just the research and and just how similar the comparative like it was a comparative essay and yeah. it was like i was even blown away at the comparatives of just the the actions of the government and mm -hmm. and just how we all got placed into these zones or reservations or areas that we had to live in and that was yeah. where we were expected to be and yeah. it was uh really interesting but I, I agree with you. I think that there is um, uh, there is a lot of connections between indigenous culture, black culture, and a lot of other cultures when it comes to music. Yeah, I'm just going to shout out a couple of my favorite artists right now. So like uh, Dreesus. Um, is it Dreesus or Dreesus? Somebody correct me on this. Um, love him, <laughs> love him, love him. Love his music. Cody Coyote, so badass. Love his music. Um, and Crystal Lightning, actually. I love <laughs> her music. And she's just a badass. Let's let's be real. She's a badass. Yeah. Um, in the in the film industry, in the music industry, as an indigenous woman representing in Hollywood hey, and all over the place. Let's go. Right? I know. It's it's like 
kick-ass stuff like that. I really love seeing that. Um, and, you know, some of our local people like King James, Mike Marchand, mm-hmm. King James, you have my heart always and forever. Dude, <laughs> come out of hiding. Let's see this again. Let's bring your music back to life. Let's do this. Absolutely. Right? And Mexi, uh, Mexi and then um, Johnny Rez. You know, like we have quite a few indigenous artists, even locally to us that people are like unaware of. Right. So I was actually, you know, what's so funny is I was actually thinking this when Mm. we were driving over here. I love that we're talking about this right now Yeah, because I was driving by the hall and I was thinking to myself, I was like, wouldn't it be cool to put on like a show for our community? Just a free show. Like, hey, whoever wants to come out, come Mm. out get the concession going by donation and, you know, make it a friends and family kind of thing. Like let everybody come out and listen to our indigenous people that are local to the area and our collaborators. Yeah. I mean, it, that, that sounds great. And it doesn't even have to be uh, specifically to music. Uh, if you're into yeah, poetry, everything. Or drumming, slam poetry, make like, it a whole cultural event, make yeah. it like, you know, at this time we're doing this at this time, we're doing that at this time, we're doing this. And then to finish the night off hip hop show, Hey, you got to go out with a bang. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. For yeah. sure. Oh, that sounds good. I would, yeah, we should, uh, you know, s- spring you know when the weather gets warmer spring summer i'd say summer more likely because then you don't have to get caught in the rain you know i mean rain's fun but not with electrical equipment hey we do also have a brand new arbor uh down at kamaskit too that'd be badass we could put on a big show heck yeah let's do it (laughs) i'm down cody are we volunteering ourselves for something right now i think so do we have time no (laughs) (laughs) but we'll find time Hey, well, you know what? We'll just reach out to a few friends, a few family members. Yeah. You know, um, do something for the community because we uh, we need more. Yeah. We need more of that. We need more stuff to do. Vernon's becoming very boring. It's all catering to seniors now. And there's hardly <laughs> anything for kids to do. Hold, hold on. It, it is always been a seniors town. <laughs> but it's more so a seniors town now. Like we've lost Rutgers. Like, can we talk about how Rutgers is no longer a thing here? Rutgers. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? Was I away for that? You must've been. Okay. Yeah. Was we used to have a Rutgers here. Where was it? It was, it was across from the mall. Really? Yeah. It was over by, it was over by, uh, uh, what is it now? It's trail tire. Oh yeah. I do remember that. Okay. Yeah. 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 Long time ago. We used to have cool stuff like that. Um, in Kelowna, there used to be too much fun. We used to have stuff like that. Like the Okanagan has lost all of its fun kid things to do. Mm, I agree. Yeah. Um, but the other thing you, you did ask me, how can we uplift and bring forward our indigenous artists? Y'all, I, this is one thing that I really have to like, I have to be very stern about. Like you guys <laughs> start liking, start sharing, start subscribing, start commenting, mm. start sharing to your stories, tag these people. You know what? It's really hard when you're coming up and you're trying to do stuff on your own. What really helps people excel and get out there is their friends and family, their community support, sharing all of that, showing people because we all have different connections that maybe have nothing to do with one another, but that's how you create such a beautiful, huge network. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, it's, it takes two minutes to, uh, like, to share, to comment, to subscribe, um, to subscribe. The subscription is, 
is big. And of course, we're uh, we're talking about ourselves a bit here too. Yes. Um, you know, we <laughs> the more people, the, those of you who can share and um, help us get our podcast out there, you know, it means the world to us. Mm-hmm. And so for those of you who have tuned in, who have subscribed, thank you. Yes. And, uh, you know, we definitely want to, uh, we have some things in the works uh, to try and get some more followers going. Who's into giveaways? Hey, <laughs> I know I like free stuff. I love free stuff love free stuff and you know what that's exactly it exactly as cody was saying like we absolutely love and appreciate everybody that has taken the time to you know go for a drive and plug us in turn us on uh sit down fold some laundry and throw the throw the podcast on you know whatever it is you're doing and taking the time to listen to us we love and appreciate you and we love and appreciate the shout outs ten thousand times more (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely i you know my dad actually listened to the podcast and like you know i i I told him about it i wasn't sure if he'd tune in i wasn't i'm not gonna like push him you know like yeah and yeah he's like hey i just listened to the first episode that was really good like really really good you know and he was like really like really like proud and and happy and you know that really made me feel feel good you know that uh um, you know, that, like you said, that feedback, yeah. um, it, it means everything. It can be nerve wracking too. Like I remember when I was performing and doing music, um, having to do stuff in front of your friends and family, that can be the, the most pressure actually in front of people that know you and mm. see you every day. I mean, that's when you're like, I better not fuck this up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Um, like speaking of like nerves and building up, like, uh, b- you know, being confident in front of a crowd. Yeah. I like when I was teaching in China, mm-hmm. I kid you not, I used to do demonstration classes in shopping centers. I'm talking thousands of people staring at me and I'm on this stage and I'm trying to like invite kids up to the stage. You're to built come for and, that though. I love that. Like <laughs> I love that. Everyone's like everyone else. Any other teacher is like, no, no, no. Like I don't want to do that. And I'm yeah. like, you know what? When you're up there, you can't see anyone. Anyway, it's all the spotlights are in your eyes. Yeah. And the, you, you just focus on the kids. You just, everyone's little shadow puppets. Yeah. No you're just idea. having fun. And, yeah. You know, but when there's like literally like rows of people all the way up the mall, like four stories up and all just like watching you you know it's like game on let's go (laughs) oh my gosh yes can i tell you something too yeah my dad watched he watched the first episode and i'm not even kidding like the first i think 10 minutes he was just non-stop laughing yes yeah yeah he loved it and he was like this is so good you guys are great and la 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 keep doing it so both of our dads approve good yeah good i i you know i i I've got my dad on Spotify. Uh, thanks, Jay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so my dad is like into Spotify and he's downloading music and stuff and I'm showing yeah. him how to work it. And so he's like, yeah, he's like finding his old songs. And but yeah, it really, you know, it, 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 it it's very sentimental, right? It like, is. It, you know what? I feel like it's it's for anybody. Like we want our parents to be proud of us. And yeah. when they tell us that they're proud of us, it's just it hits a it hits a spot a certain way. Yeah. Right. So yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. And your dad is so cool. He is. He's a cool guy. Like uh, <laughs> I've obviously as his son, I could probably, you know, talk him up pretty, pretty <laughs> easily, but I mean, it's, you know, he's just a very loved person by everybody. Yeah. And, uh, he's a character. 
Like you. Oh, yeah. 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 I can see where you get it from. (laughs) That's so good. That's so good. Awesome. Um, so let's, uh, let's check in. Check how, in. how was, uh, how was the week? It was busy. Actually, it was really busy. <laughs> it's always busy, right? Um, you know, same story with my horses. Uh, they can find any burr pile that I swear I got rid of. Oh. Um, so been de- doing all that still, you know, always. It's Is it never gets caught in their tail? Uh, it's in their, not, their mane? Know, it's in their mane most of the time, oh. but it's because they're ding-dongs and they reach through the fence. And it's because the neighbors <laughs> feed them treats and stuff. And I'm like, can you guys like not feed my horses? Because they think it's okay for them to lean over the fence now. And oh. then you're all going to be facing some broken fences. So don't feed the horses and don't entice them. <laughs> To lean over the fences. So we've been doing the farmy thing. That's always, always a thing, right? Um, Natalie and I, we were experimenting with reels this week and that was hilarious. Like, honest to God, (laughs) I... I felt like, I don't know, I felt like a giddy little teenager um, <laughs> just doing things. And it was funny because her baby was running around. Both my kids were kind of running around and we were trying to maneuver these things. And we were just like, we look like losers. Like, that's okay. <laughs> this is great. We're having fun. We're doing it. We're doing the thing. Who cares? And, um, oh my gosh, I was going to tell you some other stuff too, but why is it all just slipping from my mind right now? Don't you hate it when that happens? Yes. It's all slipping from my mind right now. There's nothing more frustrating than like forgetting where your train of thought was going. Yeah. But I think that's a Sagittarius thing. Yeah. I mean, I've been brainstorming a lot too for like my own personal businesses. Um, You know, like uh, readings after taking some time off and yes, yes. uh, Doing ceremony, um, really taking the time to like cleanse my home too. Like I've been focusing on my house, getting things organized, which is really nice. Um, things feel like they're getting back to like what my version of normal is. Right. I'm settling into my routine again. Um, clients, I, I did a couple pay it forward readings, which I do every now and then I'll do like a free 30 minute reading to somebody that, you know, if I see them post on Facebook on the indigenous motherhood group or, uh, anybody in my friend's circle or whatever, if I see somebody posting something and it kind of triggers me to a point where I'm like, I feel like I should check in on them. Yeah. I offer them a free reading. Right. And so I did a couple of those and I've closed my books now for December. Um, right. I'm not taking any bookings right now, but, um, I'm like, I'm slammed busy, right? So I'm also, what I've learned last month is allow yourself that time to just not be busy. So I have specific days, specific times. And anybody trying to wiggle in on any of that, I have to say, no, you're going to have to wait till the new year. The power of saying no. The power of saying no. I've learned. I've learned that lesson. That karmic lesson came back around (laughs) at me. It bit me in the ass and I had to learn the hard way again. And Uh, I think I've actually got it. So good. Proud of myself for that. Yeah. But I've been so fucking bang on for my readings. It's, it actually, I had a girlfriend come over and she actually was so pissed. She's like, I actually fucking hate you right now because you're (laughs) so bang on. And I was like, I'm sorry. (laughs) <laughs> so Dev's got her groove back. <laughs> Dev's got her groove back big time, like tenfold. So how long does a reading take? Uh, do you have a time frame, or is it just kind of like you just let it go as long as it needs to? Um, or For energy purposes, I try to keep it within an hour. 
Okay. Sometimes I go a little bit over, but I try to not go over any more than half an hour. Right. Um, but for the ones that I give away for free um, to protect my energy and also just, you know, it's out of respect for myself, right? right. I, I do a quick half hour reading and I do the same reading, but I just don't go, um, I just don't go as long. Okay. Um, yeah. So, and it's, it's still bang on. It's still really good. Um, lately I've been focusing on my intuitive life path readings, which have been wonderful. I had a really amazing amazing uh pay it forward client today and she was really grateful and it felt really good like it yeah. was it, it, it's not about the validation it's more mm -hmm. about the sense of knowing you helped someone that day right yeah there is no better feeling yes i uh, i i'm sorry i'll definitely let you uh finish um, oh, no, I was just <laughs> just like on that note um my auntie uh called me last night my auntie bonnie yeah and uh you know, she, you know, just worried about me and just wanted to check in and see how I'm doing. And, you know, we were talking about life and just how things happen. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I told her, I said, you know, I don't know everything I'm going to do in my life. But what I do know is that I know I was put on this earth to help people. Yes. That is why I'm here. Because there's nothing that brings me greater satisfaction and joy. Yeah than knowing that like just doing any sort of act to help mm -hmm. somebody and mm -hmm. I don't need the gratification. Yeah. That, that That's beside the point. Yeah. It's not about that at all. Mm -mm. Yeah. It like, and I don't know if that's a Sagittarius thing, if that's a indigenous thing or, you know, where the that community we were raised in is that mm. if we see somebody sitting on the, sitting on the curb and they look like they're freezing their ass off and we're nice and warm, or if we have extra money in our bank, we go and we buy them a coat, we buy them a set of gloves, we give them whatever we have. We give them the shirt off our back because we know we are able to provide that for ourselves again, but we might not be able to help this person another time. Yeah. So it is. There's a, uh, I, I agree. There's um, uh, an indigenous dude I met. Uh, so I had a brief, a brief work experience as a barista at Starbucks. Um, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> this is my new favorite fact about you. Cody, the barista. Okay. okay. So I like always wanted to like work at Starbucks. It was just one of my like things. I'm like, I always wanted, it looks cool. They always made it look cool in the movies and the TV oh shows to gosh. be a barista. And I'm like, I want to try that. So I applied at Starbucks. It's not easy. Uh, no, I fucking hated it. Yeah, it was it's like hard. the worst job I've ever had. It's like being a bartender, but worse because you know what? People can, people don't get the, like the crazies that bad when they're waiting for a drink, but will you fuck up someone's coffee? Yeah. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I didn't, I got two, I got two stories here. So, um, Fire the, away. the indigenous dude I met, yep. uh, he's homeless, yeah. uh, older, older guy, yeah. really nice. Yeah. And he, he would always come in and I guess, uh, Safeway gas, they give you like coupons. Yeah. You can get some money off of things you buy in Safeway yeah. and you always come in and use those towards a coffee at Starbucks. Right. Aww. And so I would, uh, I would always work closing shift and him and I got to know each other a bit. Yeah. And, um, you know, there was, I remember learning that we had to throw away food, oh. like at the end of the day, like, Oh, yep. Just chuck it. And I'm like, Nope. Like I could care less if I got fired, but yeah. I, I saved the food and I gave it to the, I gave it to him and I gave it to. I love that. Thank you for doing that. Hey, it's just, it's like common sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like this world is fucked up for that. Starving kind of people who need food. Yeah. Why are we throwing the garbage? Exactly. So, give it to the homeless shelters. Give it to 
Yes. Give it to anybody. Give it like a lot of the bakeries too. Like they'll donate it to certain schools and yep. they, they donate to our, our classrooms and stuff like, yes. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, him and I got to know each other a bit and, uh, the other, uh, a few days ago, um, you know, he's got uh, really bad scoliosis. Yeah. And uh, so he, you'll see him around town. He's walking around town, but very hunched Little, over. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Always has about. a sign. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. apologize. I can't remember his name right now. Um, you meet a lot of people every day. I do. You're forgiven. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I stopped in the other day because I seen him walking and I didn't have anything to give him but I stopped in at Starbucks got him a gift card for 20 bucks and then I couldn't see him for a few days so then I I finally saw him and I gave him the Starbucks card and I was like hey man like sorry I've been meaning to give this to you for a while I just haven't seen you 20 bucks you know and it's to me it's you know to give a homeless someone who's homeless or down and out on their luck. Mm-hmm. If they're sitting outside the grocery store, outside Walmart, save on Safeway, whatever. Yeah. I always ask, Hey, what do you need? I love that. Do you need a drink? Do you need a sandwich? Do you, mm-hmm. you know, and I've had some strange requests from, from people who are like, can I get like, can I get some cereal and some milk? Aww. And I'm like, sure. Like what, whatever. That's because, so cool. Like why not? Well, cause they'll, that'll sustain them for a little while. A little bit. Yeah. So I love that. Why not? Anyway, uh, you know, sorry. That was just like a sign. No, when I, okay, so when I worked at Sally Beauty, and this is the thing, this this actually, Ryan and I used to get into fights over this because he's somebody who's kind of like, Meh, whatever, like mind your own business kind of thing. I remember, um, gosh, it was close to when we had first started dating. We had come out of the Panago by Safeway, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was carrying two boxes of pizza, and there was a homeless guy sitting there, and I almost got to the truck. Or no, I did. I got to the truck, and I jumped in, and I didn't see him when I walked by, but when I got into the truck, I saw him sitting there, and he was looking at me, and I was like, just my jaw dropped, and I was like, (laughs) I looked at Ryan. He's like, what? And I was like, I'll be right back. He's like, Devin, and I was like, shut up. (laughs) <laughs> I gave him like four pieces of pizza, right? I, I grabbed him, brought them over and I was like, hey, like, I hope you like pizza. He's like, oh my God. And he's like, I wasn't meaning to stare. And it just, br- I cried because I was like, you broke my heart. I had to. And just brought him some pizza, right? Yeah. And just like little things like that. If you can make a difference in somebody's day, even for like anything that you think is just so simple, do it, right? And uh, yeah. when I worked at Sally Beauty, I worked there for four years. And for the four years that I worked there, I had a gentleman and his dog. Their names were Bubba and Bear Bear. <laughs> I yeah. love it. His name was Bubba. The puppy's name was Bear Bear. And Bear Bear would do tricks for me. Hey. They loved me because they knew every day. They knew my paydays. <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> they knew my paydays. Yeah. He would sit kind of closer to where I worked, right? But every payday, I would go on my break. I'd go to the bakery at Walmart. Yeah. Buy them a whole bunch of baked goods. I'd buy Bear Bear dog food. Yeah. I'd buy him some toiletries. I would set them up. I'd drop like a hundred bucks, 30 bucks, whatever I had to spare, I would do it. And, and they were like my friends. Right. And Bear Bear, I loved that dog. And I used to get so mad when I'd see like security chasing them away and I'd go out and scream at them. Yeah. And I'd be like, you leave them alone. (laughs) Just poor people. Like that, you know what, going on that about like the, any of our, uh, any of our, um, of the homeless people who have pets, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, a lot of people are like, oh, why would they have a dog? You know, why would they, you know, they probably can't afford to feed it, Guarantee whatever, whatever. You, they take the best care of those animals. Yeah. 
because I'm telling you right now from having conversations with some homeless folks who mm-hmm. have dogs, mm-hmm. that is all they have. That is all they have. And they love them with every ounce of their being. They will feed their dog before they feed themselves. Yeah. And this I can guarantee you. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's my whole thought process. Um, I'm going to give you a story from China. Okay. With homeless, uh, Well, actually, I don't know if this girl was homeless or not. But anyway, um, first year in China, this is 2007. And I'm in a little uh, town. And there's this girl sitting on the sidewalk. And she has written, and I kid you not, it was probably like four feet worth of like, of a a message. Right? It's all in Chinese characters. And it was like, very long. Um, And I was like, uh, my friend Alex, who is our uh, like our welfare officer, and I was like, Alex, what does this say? And he's like, Oh, you know, ignore her. It's it's nothing. I'm like, No, Aww. man. Like, tell you know, tell me, tell me what it is. And he's like, Dude, she's just she's just scamming people for money. She doesn't. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Humor me. Come on, just like, what does it say? Yeah. And he's like, uh, Basically, she's short X amount of dollars. She's trying to get home. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, Okay, ask her how much she needs. And he's like, no. He's like, dude, it's just a scam. I'm like, you know what? Even if it is a scam, that's her energy. She has to deal with that. Yeah. I'm giving out good energy. So if I want to help this person, whether they're needed for selfish reasons or lies or whatever the... the um, You're coming from a good place. I'm coming from a good place. Yeah. And I said, you know, I don't mind. Because if I'm not going to give her this money, all I'm going to do with it is spend it on uh, stuff that I don't probably don't even need. Oh, yeah. So, you know, so I gave her a a bit of money and she was just like crying, you know. And again, to me, it didn't matter. She's used to being ignored. Maybe that was it. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was a show. I don't know. But it didn't matter in that moment because Mm -hmm. to me, it was just about just doing something that I felt was good. Doing the right thing. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's, yeah. I've never, ever, I don't turn my head away from homeless people. I don't avert my eyes. I don't like mm-hmm. pretend that they're not there. Yeah. You know, there's a, I'm sure uh, Jay's probably seen them. You've probably seen the, the homeless dude that hangs out, um, out uh, Tim Hortons by Walmart there. Yeah. He's a, he's a nice guy. I've yeah. sat and talked to him. I've bought it. You know, I buy I've, them donuts. I yeah. buy them coffees. I, if I have something extra to spare, I always grab like an extra. And I, I actually did that when um, Emily was living with us for a little while and uh, took her out one night. We were driving around, ordered a whole bunch of McDonald's. She's like, Dev, we are not going to eat all of this. And I was like, that's fine. <laughs> we're not going to eat all this. I was like, that's for you. This one's for me. This we're going to go find somebody. And she's like, what? And I was like, yeah, that's what we're going to do. She's yeah. like, oh my God. And I was like, we need to normalize this. <laughs> that's just it, right? Mm-hmm. It's it. If you are driving a vehicle, going through a drive-thru for yourself, mm-hmm. you can, uh, you can probably afford another $2 for a coffee for that gentleman or that lady or whoever it is that might be even, around. Even wet napkins for them, like anything. Yeah, anything. Any, they're happy with five cents. Seriously. Yeah. 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 I, I've i always, even when I was younger, um, you know, the one of the best experiences I ever had, I was 20 years old. And this was when Monashies, this is when Vernon still had a nightlife. Okay, Monashies was the best. It it really was. I loved it. I was, I was one of those 
stage girls. I was always up on the stage. <laughs> not going to lie. I loved, and it wasn't because I was just lit. It was because I loved to dance. Yeah. I just wanted to dance. Absolutely. Yeah. There, uh, so in that, in that area, there was a homeless dude there and he's like, and Hey, Hey man, you got, you got five bucks. I'm mm-hmm. like, what do you need five bucks for? And he's like, beer money. And I'm like, Ah, I'll go get you some beer, man. Aww. Like, you know, and he's like, really? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, man, it's you're- no problem. He's like, why would you do that? I'm like, cause you're honest. Yes. You didn't lie. You didn't tell me, Oh, I, I'm hungry or Oh, whatever. You didn't yeah. give me some story. You just yeah. straight up told me yeah. I need beer. I had to, oh my God, I had to follow <laughs> you up with the same area. It's the, it's notorious that area of yeah. town. So yeah. we were at, and it was that's back when it was open, the naked pig. And oh yeah. Yeah. I, I was, um, we were out for a date night with a couple of friends and I am somebody who's very sensitive, right? Like I'm very sensitive to that. And I will, same thing, like give the shirt off my back to somebody. Yeah. I got played. Oh I did yeah. Get played. Okay. I did get, no. And it was the funniest thing because to me, I don't like joking about this kind of stuff, but I do understand where people are skeptics mm-hmm. and they have a hard time giving their money to somebody who might be scamming them because I am the kindest person ever. I, I am not, this is not just to be like showboaty or anything. Like I literally am like, I will cry at, at any, I'm not a crier, but when it's something big, if I see a homeless person and they're struggling or something, like I will stop my car, I will jump out and I will help them or something. Right. Well, anyway, we're out for dinner and we are walking to the naked pig and this lady in her wheelchair strolls up and really like her voice sounded weak everything and her eyes looked very sincere right and i was just like oh my gosh and she was trying to like talk to me and ryan's like no Devin, go let's go and i was like no 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 like blah 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 and i gave her like i think i gave her like 20 bucks or something she saw you coming she told no this is the funny (laughs) thing though i felt so good walking away that i was like whatever Uh, we have money she needs help like look at the poor little lady right and we walk we're sitting and they have big windows in that restaurant right you can see right out onto the street you can see that whole block. <laughs> well, we're sitting there. We're waiting for our food to get there. We're having a drink. And all of a sudden, I see the lady in the wheelchair. And I was like, oh, hey, there's. And you see her leave from one person, freaking cooking it in that wheelchair. She turned that thing into Hot Wheels. <laughs> it was so fast. She went across the road this way, up the road that way. And she was at the cow before we knew it. Was it like, man, like did she have to manually roll she or was did, it electric? Yeah, she was Hot Wheeling it oh. with her hands. Like, she went crazy. And Ryan was like, that's exactly why I told you not to give her money and I was like at least I know I'm a nice person (laughs) so I got played hey it it happens (laughs) it happens to the best of us oh yeah uh okay I'll I'll give I'll give one more uh one more story about money and uh like homeless people and then helping helping people in general (laughs) and yeah and then I'll I'll jump into uh what's going on in your life yeah yeah we'll we'll get there look how sidetracked we get that's okay that's the best part about us (laughs) no straight lines um so I think I've told you this story outside of the podcast, but um, I was in China. I was in Shanghai yeah. and this dude comes up to me and he's like, he's like, uh, you know, uh, hey, my friend, how are you? Like really good English. Right. And I'm like, uh, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, man, he's just going to ask me for money. I'm like, uh, like, 
he's a young guy and like, you know, it looks like he's pretty healthy. And I'm yeah. just like, uh, I'm like, uh, you know, I'm like, uh, and before I could like say anything, he's just like, Hey man, like I just need some money. I'm, I'm hungry. I just need to play. Like I need some food. And I'm like, uh, Pava Francais. <laughs> you, you pulled French on him. I pulled French on him. Well, this fucking guy comes right back at me with we, oui, je m'appelle blah, blah, blah. Da, 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 just on in French for like two straight minutes. And I'm like, you got me. I'm like, here's some money. Thanks. Sorry. See you later. Have a good night. And just like carried on. You man. got played in another way. Yep. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Like, wait, how educated are you to be like bilingual? Right. And then, or trilingual because he's speaking English, probably speaks uh, Mandarin or yep. Chinese and then speaks freaking French right? <laughs> like you must be a very smart like this is the thing too this is the stigmatism is like people assume that because somebody is homeless that they're not smart that they're not educated that yeah. they're not and that's such a stigmatism though oh is it ever yeah or is it stigmatism or stereotype or is uh, it the same thing st stigma no um stereotype stereotype I would say here we go sorry yeah. correct me on that guys <laughs> I'm not you know what my grammar and all that is not the greatest I'm getting pretty rusty I've, uh, cause I've been outside, I've been away from school for a little while. Yeah. And, uh, so in academia, you got to use all the big words in the essays and stuff. So I know I always have to tell you like, no, 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 Cody, like English, <laughs> <laughs> my, my get on my level. Um, yeah. speaking of that, what's up with Cody? What's up in your world? A lot. Yeah. Um, so last week, um, you know, we, we, you know, we schedule our recording days for Tuesdays. Yes. Uh, my back decided, Hey, uh, you're not going to move. You're just, it's going to hurt to sit. It's going to hurt to stand and breathe, breathe. <laughs> and I've never experienced pain like this yeah. ever. And yeah. I thought, you know, my, I have a bad SI joint. So I was thinking, okay, my hips out, whatever, whatever. Can't get into Cairo for a week. So I'm just struggling. So, you mm. know, I was like, okay, we'll just, you know, sorry guys, we'll try and record Thursday. Right. Yeah. So Thursday rolls around, but I have to get ready for a big Christmas market yeah. this weekend. And we were at Prospera Place. And as we all know in this room, res mechanicing never, ever goes the way it's supposed to. No. There's always some issue or you're missing some piece or a tool that you need. Anything. Something always comes up. That you can't just cover in duct tape. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I like... So Thursday rolls around and I'm getting all my ducks in a row, getting organized. And then I'm trying to fix our van because uh, the thermostat went and it just, it w I couldn't fix it. You like, had a series of unfortunate events. I did. It was like, I just, I couldn't believe it. You know, I listen, when you, when you take things apart and you're like, okay, there's part one, there's part two and there's no third piece. So you buy new part A, new part B, put it back together. It should just be, everything is great. Yeah. Nope, nope, nope. It didn't. Put it all back together, started it up. It ran fine. Uh, Dad and I are like, hey, let's take it for a drive. Get down on the highway and it just pissing coolant out the, out the <laughs> engine. Right? That's not safe. No, no, not <laughs> safe. So like pull over, it's starting to heat up pretty fast. We're like, oh my God. So we're just like, wait for it to cool off, limp it back home and then, you know, try to fix it again. 
just long story short, it obviously didn't get fixed. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, we, we couldn't, uh, I couldn't make it on Thursday and I was really bummed about that. And I was just upset that like the van still wasn't fixed. We have to get to Kelowna for Friday morning. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh man, this is like too much going on. So like, anyway, uh, thankfully dad hooked us up with his truck. Nice. And so we took that to Kelowna, uh, for the market and uh, shout out to my dad. Thank you for fixing the van for us over the weekend. He took care of that. Like nice. he handled it. And so it's all, the van's good to go now. Yeah, Don. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, hey, that's where I learned all my mechanicking from. Awesome. You know, watching him uh, mechanic with uh, my uncles and cousins who would come over when I was a kid. And, it's usually how it goes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love mechanicking. I absolutely yeah. love doing it. It's a very satisfying mm-hmm. feeling of taking something that's broken and like, Giving it life. Giving it life. Yeah. And you actually really, really appreciate and respect your vehicle yeah. when you're putting your blood, sweat, and tears You feel like Dr. Frankenstein it. almost. Yeah. Can I tell you one thing? <laughs> yes. Your van, I have a request. Okay. I was watching Onward not long ago. Okay. And it reminded me, Jay knows where I'm going with this. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you need to, have you seen Onward? No. Oh my gosh, Cody. Every movie I literally bring up to you. Oh, this is like, a movie? It's a movie. Okay, okay. It's a cute movie. You got to watch it. Um, there is, <laughs> Jay's pulling it up for you right now. Um, <laughs> so Barley, the older son, mm-hmm. the older brother, um, he has this van that's just like yours. Yeah. And he has this giant unicorn. Her name oh my is God. Guinevere. <laughs> Guinevere. <laughs> that is and a cool he's all, And he is all over. Like, he's all about the magical. Like, all, he's like me. He's like the boy version of me. He's magical, mystical. Right. Fa- fantasy fairy tale stuff. That's what he painted his van as. So I was just, like, going to say you and Sarah should look into a paint job. <laughs> and, like, maybe go Guinevere on the old uh, North Okanagan whip there. Um, You know what? I'm I'm fully on board with that. Yes. Sarah definitely not going to fly with her. Come on, Sarah. <laughs> no, she's like as, as you know, she's a graphic designer. Yeah. So like her eye for fashion, for design, her and I rarely agree. Yeah. on anything. So it's um <laughs> there's I love it. There's no chance I'm convincing her to do that. I'll talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Um so the market at the big Christmas market at Prospera Place this weekend. Yeah, how'd pheno- that go? Phenomenal. Right on. It was it, it was really good. Um, there's a lot of, you know, it, it really makes me feel good to see community turn yeah. out for small businesses like that. Oh, heck yeah. You know, it is like incredible to see that amount of people for three days yeah. are coming in and shopping and spending good amounts of money yeah. uh, for all these small businesses. Uh, businesses that were there and um, you know it was we were a little bit we weren't sure what to expect because we are uh, you know north Okanagan apparel as uh, a lot of people uh, point out to us yeah Um, you're like what north what yeah take it or leave it we are in the north Okanagan in the north Okanagan but you know it's uh, it's like a I don't know, a geographical issue, I guess. Yeah. But, you know, uh, we weren't sure how we'd be received because there are other Okanagan brands around, mm-hmm. established, mm-hmm. and uh, it, we crushed it. We did great. Can I speak something like, this is like a truth bomb, dev truth bomb? Yeah. Um, you guys technically 
deserve all the rights to that as an Okanagan indigenous company mm, I because see Okanagan, Sukanagan is our word. True that. If we want to go on to the appropriation thing there, but we will continue with that. <laughs> no. Just, I, just saying, you I, guys should have all the rights to that. Listen, <laughs> listen, just, just so you know, there will be some Sukanagan swag coming next go. year. Right so on. we're going to like the, the idea behind that is going to be education. Yeah. Um, so basically it's going to be a limited edition sweater that we're going to sell. Yeah. And instead of it saying Okanagan in English, it's mm-hmm. going to say Sunokanagan. Yeah. And with every purchase you're going to get, uh, I'm going to ha- collab with a few of our relatives and, uh, elders, to get a write-up done. But basically, everyone who purchases this sweater is going to get a little write-up about uh, some historical context of who we are as uh, Silch people, the lands that you reside on, or if you're visiting. Nice. um, You're going to be educated on these lands that are traditionally ours. Properly educated by the proper, authentic people. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right? So I, you know, I truly believe in... With education and on indigenous, anything indigenous related, you know, it's, I really want to help change how society perceives us, how the public perceives us. Uh, uh, You know, you and I are going to work hard and we're going to crush stereotypes and we're going to just totally rip apart this ideology that society has built about indigenous people. And we're going to change that narrative. We're going to be like King Kong ripping freaking airplanes out of the air. That's what we're going for. (laughs) That's the plan, baby. I like it. It's going to, yeah, it's, it's going to be great. Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, where was I going with that? Oh, the market, right? So yeah. we we're uh, the market was great, great turnout, but it's exhausting. Yeah, uh, being on constantly, you know, just having to, hey, how's it going? How are you? You yeah. know, oh, you know, what size are you thinking of? Or oh, yeah, that looks good. Or you know, like always having to like turn that on mm-hmm. for like several hours. No bathroom breaks probably too. Like, no, definitely got bathroom breaks. Oh, that's good. Sarah, cause we had Sarah and I together. Oh, good. good but, good. um, shout out to, uh, born to shake, uh, Nicole, uh, our friend, uh, she has her own company born to shake. And it's yeah. those like mixers. Oh, cool. That make your alcohol drinks taste delicious. Oh, yummy. <laughs> uh, she was there by herself. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we would like, we would like text you know, Sarah and her always texting. Like She's like, hey, I'm so hungry. Can you bring me some food? And Aww. we're like, yeah, we got you. You know, so we're like. Teamwork. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Because she was just slammed. But that's the that's that that's a good like market community, though. Like I remember doing that um, at the night market with my cousin Katie because she was across from us. Like we were all kind of in our own little that's triangle right. there. Right. Yeah. But same thing. Katie would be like, hey, you look starving. You haven't looked up once from your table. Want some food? And same thing. She'd bring me food and or I'd go run while Kat was doing stuff and I'd take a break from readings and community yeah. at the market is so important it is yeah you have to get to know your your community there yeah because um there's going to be days where you're going to need help yeah. there's going to be days where you're not having a good day mm-hmm. and you need your you need to have your your community to pump you up yeah help you support you to lean on a little absolutely yeah um so with that being said, um, this will tie nicely into our next topic we want to get into. Mm. Um, so, you know, I've I've met 
a few different vendors throughout the last two weeks of markets we've done. And I want to talk about, I'm really sorry. I tried to look it up quickly before the episode, but I I couldn't find it on my Instagram, but I met uh, an indigenous beater and uh, she makes earrings Mm -hmm. and they are fantastic. They are beautifully done. And I, you know, I kind of threw it out there. I'm like, Hey, by the way, we got an indigenous podcast. If you'd like to feature some of your stuff. Yeah. What <laughs> you are know? you going to rock some indigenous earrings? No, they're all for you. Okay. They're all for you. Like, Oh, Cody. Uh, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I could try, but I think you'd pull them off much better than I could. I do have a thing for earrings. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but we, uh, you know, we, we had a really, you know, initially, uh, you know, similar to myself, a yeah. white passing indigenous person. Yeah. So I didn't know what she was all about uh, yeah. initially, but you know, just through asking her questions about her beadwork, she yeah. told me, you know, very quickly, she said, I'm trying to reconnect to my culture and my community. Yeah. And we got into that conversation and I said, you know, how has that gone? You know, are you welcomed? Are you shunned? Are you, you know, do you have any connection? And she said, you know, she's, um, she had told me that her parents, uh, you know, were, were kind of didn't talk about their indigenous heritage or didn't talk yeah. about being indigenous, right? Because of residential school mm-hmm. and a lot of the other shame feeling, the shame and, feeling, right? Yeah. And so she said, you know, I'm I'm having a bit of difficulty, and you know, I, I talked to her about how important it is for folks like like when folks like herself are trying to reconnect Mm -hmm. to those communities, that those communities, we need to embrace anyone. If they are trying to come to a community that they know they're from, that they have some family ties to, we should not be denying anyone access back into the community. Yeah, absolutely. I'd like to know your, your thoughts on, on that. Like, (laughs) I can hear already what several people that you and I know mutually, what they would be saying about stuff like that. Sure. And it's pretty disheartening, you know, like already knowing how some people already get received, uh, knowing how some people kind of get, I guess, put on the hot spot, right? Like when they are, I guess what, what somebody, okay. So say someone has been beating for 10, 20, 30 years and then they see somebody who has just started beading and then decides to sell their beadwork. A yeah. lot of times there's a little cattiness. Yep. Right? And yep. and it's sad, but it's just like, you know, there and and these are all learned lessons that I feel like we have all learned is that there is space for everybody. There absolutely is space for everyone. Yeah. And we're all individuals. Like we all have our own unique designs and whatnot. Yep. Um so I, I'm glad that we're on this topic because um I happened upon a scroll about um, celebrities appropriating and appreciating cultures and Mm, who is in the right and who is in the wrong. What is appropriation versus what is appreciation? What is the difference between appreciation and appropriation? (laughs) there is so much this is like and this is the thing is that i was the more i was watching and watching and watching and because like you know we all have our own 
uh, opinions about this yeah. topic. We do. We all have our own opinions. It depends on our background. It depends on our family. It depends on where we were raised and, and what we're involved in. So as somebody like myself who gets very inspired by fashion all the time, I love lots of different fashions and I look into a lot of my cultural backgrounds for inspiration as well. Right. But I, I had I have re received backlash over appropriation for certain things like uh, when I wanted to find out more about my grandfather's roots. Right. I had right. Uh, because I used the word Viking princess and somebody flipped out at me over it. And I was at, at the time I was like, oh, I'm sorry. And I ended up deleting the post and whatnot. Right. But. It, it wasn't meant to be like that. So I feel like a lot of things that are perceived as appropriation aren't genuinely meant to be appropriated. It was more like they just felt inspired. But here's where people walk that fine line where are you actually inspired or are you like ruffling feathers? And there's a lot of that, which I, I'm sure you guys probably see ooh, at the market as well, because one of my friends who who does markets as well like she she's white passing indigenous doesn't have her status um but you know like her family was from a certain reservation where it's it's pretty rough res okay yeah. and she got into macrame and started making dream catchers and stuff and immediately from the indigenous community got harped on like hardcore like harassed even right and you know, she had asked me, like, do you think it's OK if I teach people how to make dream catchers because she's doing classes now? And I told her, I don't think that'll be well received. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, it is. It's I'm all about people reconnecting with their roots. Yeah. But I do believe in holding space for the people who were genuinely there, like learning those traditions their whole lives and stuff. Right. But. And this is my thing is I always walk, I'm on the fence all the time because I'm like, I can't tell somebody that they can't do that. Here, here's my thing when it comes to that. Um, I think when it comes to, you know, let's go back and talk about blood, uh, not uh, bloodlines, not the right word. Blood what quantum? No, 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 no. That's such a toxic word. I know. Um, <laughs> I was like, no, no, I don't want to go there. No, no, no. Um, um, <laughs> let's talk about uh, lineage. Yes. Okay. Lineage. And um, you know how like we've all heard conversations or seen a video or, or we've heard from even our own parents or yeah. our elders who have said, listen, do you, Sometimes we have skills and we don't even know where they came from. Yeah. There's people who are able to play the piano and they've never touched a piano. They can just sit in front of it and they just, it's in their blood. They get it, right? So I think, you know, in a, for an example, with the with that, uh, that indigenous uh, beater I met at the mm -hmm. market, for all we know, like... That might just her mom or her dad or her grandmother. They might have been a really good beater. They might have yeah. had that in their in their family for a long time, and yeah. she just picked it up. Yeah. Right. So, to me, it, it's like I don't listen. Whether you've been trying to sell jewelry for ten years, five years, or a month. Yeah. It's all about as long as you're being respectful. Yeah. You're not. You know trying to shit on anyone you're not trying to like you know push anyone out of the way if yeah. you're if you are just genuinely trying to do something that makes you happy and yeah. you're trying to make and you're trying to make a, a living off of it yeah all the power to you you have a right to you have a right to yeah but i think that there comes 
you know, this is something that I struggle with a lot with in a lot of regards, but I, you know, being someone who is white passing and doing cultural activities, Mm -hmm. you already got a target on your back. Oh, 100%. And so it's like, you know, for those who do try to take that step in that direction and try to reconnect to their culture or community, whatever it may be, you know, all I, I salute them for taking yeah. that's bold. That's a brave yeah. thing to do. Yeah. But no one has a right to tell you that you can't in like, in yeah. In a respectful way. That's how I've been feeling too, like trying uh, not that I've been trying to make my way into like the drumming circles and stuff. It's it, like I really love drumming. I really love singing. It's what I do like You're an amazing I, singer. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting there. And you know what? A lot of it was stage fright for me. Yep. Um when nobody's around me, I swear I sing and the heavens open up. And this is again, like, I know I sound like a very egotistical person sometimes, but <laughs> I do. I have these certain talents that I'm finally learning to be proud about. Good. And uh, a lot of the time too, is like when people actually hear me singing publicly, that's not the best I can sing. I'm actually nervous as fuck. And I'm having a really hard time squeaking out anything really in those moments. Yes. Okay. Okay. So a lot of it, a lot of the stuff that I pushed myself to do in life, like uh, when I got involved doing hip hop music, which I'm actually really good. I can rap, which you is, can rap. I can rap. Oh, oh. I'm not dropping anything right now. Uh, I'm just going to put, put you on the spot. Put you on the spot. Do not put me on the spot, but I can rap. Freestyle. the problem with the world is that we've never been living we got all these psycho stalkers on insta just trying to make our living they're more concerned about their followers and hurting feelings and they always making pretty faces yet they be the gremlins outward appearances got them looking superficial while the real ones with big dreams will take off like a missile and they got their shit together and they gotta play the victim gotta rise up grind up stand strong hey Hey, let's go. Let's go. That was beautiful. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Ain't no thing. Anyway, uh, I turn no my hat down. Um, <laughs> I can, like, I can sing. I can rap. I've trained in opera. I, I do a lot. And then I love to sing traditionally. So I've been learning our songs. And there's so much protocol behind it. And yes. when I get asked to sing, sometimes I, I, I'm scared I'm going to offend somebody if I if I don't do things the right way. Right. So when I do get asked to sing, I'm, I'm always reaching out to those that I've looked up to in the drumming, in the drumming uh, community. Right. And I ask like, do I do this? Do I do that? And thankfully everyone has been very warm and welcoming to it. Um, but yeah, like there, there is, there's that, there's always that sense of nervousness too. Like, like I want to learn how to make ribbon skirts. I I took up beating for a while. I freaking loved it. Do I have the patience to do it all the time. <laughs> Fuck no. That shit, that shit takes concentration oh, yeah. and master skill. I don't want to sit there and count beads. I, I mean, I'll sit there and count how many times I drop an F-bomb. <laughs> but I don't want to count beads. It's very hard work. And I appreciate everybody that, that does that. Like actually shout out to Spacune Creations, my girl Haley. She made this beautiful necklace for me. And I, I wear this for channeling. I don't, I never used to wear, um, stones while doing my work but sometimes every now and then i have to throw these ones on yeah if i'm if i'm not feeling so right yeah um and they're they do they, they're chakra they're all the chakra colors mm-hmm. and you know and then there you go too like appropriation like our chakra are saying chakra like all that kind of stuff is that appropriation listen i'm gonna tell you something very important right now okay okay <laughs> 
it's not appropriation if it looks good. <laughs> I was waiting for you to come up with that one. Oh God, I love it. Um, but that's just the thing though, is like when you're in spiritual work, like, like I am, this is the thing is I am somebody who's like love and be loved. Yeah. And then my, my other friend, Brittany, one of my, one of my really good friends, Brittany, her thing is live and let live. Yeah. And, and this is the thing too, is like when you're doing spiritual work and when you're talking about like whitewash spirituality, mm. a lot of these people don't mean to be offensive. A lot of these people, they don't mean to be appropriating. They're, they're trying, they're inspired. Sure. But do you want to be the person who's inspired by indigenous things and not buying the actual indigenous stuff and buying the cheap shit you see coming from other uh, places? Yeah. Or are you going to buy the authentic stuff and, and, and appreciate the authentic stuff there? So talking about appropriation that it, in some ways it's a fine line. Mm-hmm. And in some ways it's stark contrast. Yes. <laughs> right. Like there's sometimes you're just like, what are you doing? Um, you know, I don't know. I've met many people who yeah. are very inspired by indigenous culture, mm-hmm. indigenous um, healing, indigenous practices yeah. of medicine. Um, you know, I think that like, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, mm-hmm. I think that if you are if you are inspired, like for example, if someone from Vernon was inspired by the Okanagan Silk traditions of medicine, yeah, okay, or healing, right? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Spend some time, you know, with the community, with the elders, learn mm-hmm. if they're willing to teach, yeah, because that's another thing. Gatekeeping, if, gatekeeping, right? Yeah. So, if you are someone who's coming to an indigenous community with open arms and open mind, and say, "Listen, I, I'm about this life. I, I love how you know the traditional ways of of healing and your medicine, and I want to learn more. Yeah, and I would like to share that. Okay, but." I think where the difference comes in is like, okay, let's say you spent the time, you've learned, you understand it, but how you market yourself. Yeah. If you're going to be having classes yeah. or, or ceremonies or whatever, exactly you that. need to be very careful on how you market yourself. You need to ask for permission. Bingo. You need to ask for permission before yeah. you go and do that. And this yeah. is why there is gatekeeping because so many cultural practices, things like that have been appropriated because people were just there to learn and then decided, well, I'm going to incorporate that into my meditation yoga class today and healing thing. And did you ask for permission? Probably not. Were you told that you were allowed to do that? Right. But who, mm-hmm. here's the other question. Who gives the permission? Exactly. <laughs> but it's the elders usually. It, it's the elders. It is. It um, is. Or people who are, because um, we say, we don't say um, knowledge keepers. They are knowledge holders. Um, okay. So people like that, right? So like when I have questions about um, certain songs while singing, I'll talk to my cousin and then she'll talk to her higher up and then that higher up usually goes and talks to another higher up. Right. And then through the train, I'll hear back like, no, you can't say that. Or no, you can't do that. Right. Yeah. So. It, it's, and that's important. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just like as important as we are emphasizing for those outside of the community who want to take on pieces of our culture mm-hmm. and use it. It's 
almost more important or equally important that we respect and practice our own protocols when we're doing things right yeah and you know that's um you know if you want to talk more if you want to jump into another topic where that information gets used for everyone else but us Mm -hmm. research yeah Uh, indigenous people are one of the most researched people on earth yeah and up until the last, you know, I can't speak for everywhere in Canada, but I can speak specifically about the Okanagan yeah. because uh, the uh, Okanagan Nation Alliance, West Bank First Nations, like they, uh, I, and I don't know what OKIB's policy is yet, yeah. but I do know that their ONA's policy on, re- on research is very strict now, yeah. extremely strict. Like you cannot just come in, research, you know. And then be a, be a knowledge holder. <laughs> Well, it's based not, on Google, <laughs> right? And it, it's not even about that. It's, yeah. it's it's about taking that information and using it for profits, using yes. it to make money, using yes. it to like you know for to keep that profit wheel rolling. Yeah. So now there's like very strict protocol mm-hmm. when it when it comes to research um, in in our communities now, mm-hmm. and so it's you know that's in itself is kind of an appropriation when it comes to taking information, sitting down, talking with elders, talking with community members, getting all this information, putting it in a book and then selling it. Yeah. And the community doesn't see any of the, any of the, of the money or anything from their time they spent. Mm-hmm. That's how it has been for a very long time. Yeah. And I imagine it still happens in a lot of places, but I know here yeah. you need to get, you need to get some serious permission to do any research when it comes to indigenous uh, communities. Well, and rightfully so, right? It's, it's honestly for a long time, I didn't see any big deal. I didn't see any big deal. I had family members who would call me out on appropriation for certain things too. Right. And, and it's just, you know what you really do. You have to, you have to listen to like what's right in your heart, Yeah. but you also have to listen to the voices around you. Like if you genuinely don't mean to be somebody who accidentally appropriated something, yeah. be remorseful, like say, sorry, like I didn't mean to do that. Won't happen again. Can you teach me? Can you teach me? Yeah. And if you are even for a moment, second guessing yourself, if you're like, then it's a no, it's a no, just <laughs> no. no. If you're hesitant, you're like, I don't know if this is right. It's yeah. probably not right. Probably just stop right there. Reassess yeah. Yeah. and, and go from there. <laughs> Which I do. I have to say, I act, I used, I used, uh, I said something in our last podcast where Natalie and I, we were talking about our heritage and our roots and what we've been learning. Right. I said something. It was just, and it, this is how innocent it can come across is, I was like, I found out I have, I have African-American DNA. And then I followed it up with, maybe that's where my booty comes from. Saying shit like that. You can get in trouble for that. I, I didn't get in trouble from anybody, but I listened back and I heard that. And I was like, holy fuck, I just said, what the hell's wrong with me? And I didn't, it didn't occur to me at first, but right. then listening back to it, I'm like, I can't go back and change that. But at the same time, I can use this as an opportunity to teach people. Like it's that simple, letting something slip like that. Yeah. Right. Uh, but it, I think if anyone knows you and given the context, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't meant to be like that. It wasn't that, derogatory but you think of, or, Can we know. get on to Hollywood for a second? Sure. Okay. Because a lot of Hollywood actors over this last year when Black Lives Matter was really prominent in the media right yeah. before right before indigenous lives uh right before we we had the remains found um it was black lives matter right and 
And I feel bad because it was like when the remains were found, it was like all their stuff kind of got swept away, which I felt bad. Um, but also we, we all deserve that proper recognition and that proper, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, that time to share our stories. Okay. Yeah. Um, so with black lives matter, um, a lot of Hollywood people in Hollywood. So here's my show. My show is Vanderpump rules. I fucking love Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> yes, you guys, this is my one trash TV show that I watch and I love it. To, I love it so much. It is so, so dramatic. It, yes. I can't, I can't, I tried. This season kind of sucks though. Without Stassi, without Kristen, without Jax, <laughs> this season kind of sucks without them. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm literally, I used to sit at the edge of my seat being like, oh my God, they're crazy. Like I don't have drama in my life, but they're providing enough for me sure. that it's funny. And you know, and you learn from that, you learn from stuff that they do. And then you're like, I don't ever want that to happen in my life. But anyways, back onto this. A lot of them got fired from the show because of seeing little things like what I had said as an accident. Really? Making racial derogatory terms by accident. Okay, yeah. And they got fired for it. They got let Hmm. go from the show. But how, like, how derogatory were the, like... Well, the two, the two, one of the, uh, two of the guys were dropping N-bombs, which I don't agree with. Okay, yeah, that's a definite, uh, definite, definite no. red flag right there. That's, so that wasn't so much accidental. Okay. But, um, Stassi got fired because she was making certain, because, she you know, she's got, like, a pretty dark, sadistic humor, and she's a dark person. She loves, she loves Marie Antoinette. She loves the old-timey fashions okay. and lifestyle, which, I mean, a lot of people do. My best friend is totally into, like, the colonial stuff, too, and she's she's a white person, and right. I love her with all my heart. Yeah. And we, we crack jokes all the time, right? But, you know, we do, we, we push it sometimes. It's not good. Um, <laughs> but... She so anyway so Stassi got fired because she was she posted a photo, and one was like something chic something chic and her outfit was Nazi chic, and Ooh. she got fired because um she also got fired because her and Kristen called out uh the black girl Faith okay for stealing or something but it was they 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 made a false claim on her. Oh. She got arrested and it turned out it wasn't her. Oh really? So, so <laughs> shit like that. Right. So like Holly, a lot of people in Hollywood are coming down because of racially derogatory statements or actions. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, yeah. Dropping end bombs, definitely not okay. Yeah. If you are, I, apparently I, we don't make the rules mm-hmm. obviously, but uh, I know that like there's some other, communities that are allowed to use it yeah um i just i think that like that's just like that's a word that nobody should say well i don't like it when people call us chugs i don't like it when people i haven't heard that word in a long time i don't like it when people call us redskins i don't like it when people um engines call us engines like Mm. there's so many words that are super hurtful that people like they'll say it because maybe they're old timey or maybe they just, they're unaware. Yeah. But you know, like, you know, I got called a savage cabana girl once because I was savage an S- cabana girl. 
<laughs> I was a brand new esthetician doing pedicures on people. And yeah, I mean, I was pretty tan. It was the middle of summer Heck and yeah. I go very dark. Mm. And this lady like sweet as ever walks in and she was so, and I know she didn't mean it the way that it was, but right. she's like, Ooh, and I've even got my own savage cabana girl to do my pedicure. <laughs> and I... I had oh, no. I, my jaw probably dropped. My eyes probably went like white, and I was like, "The fuck? Yeah, <laughs> did you just call me?" <laughs> and I get called Pocahontas a lot too, right? And it's just sometimes it bothers me. Sometimes I'm like, "Whatever." Okay, I have a question. This ties into appropriation versus mm -hmm. appreciation. Yeah, and what you had mentioned about the uh, the Vanderpump actors actresses getting yes. fired cancel culture exactly yes so my thing is like cancel culture is the most toxic bullshit thing we have ever come up with yeah. in in society right now i have to agree because we are like there are people going back like you know i think about kevin hart when yeah. he was like ready to host uh, what was he gonna host the oscars i think it was something like that some big award show whatever you know this guy some the the internet goes back and digs up tweets from like 10 15 years ago mm -hmm. and he made some sort of like gay slur or something like that yeah. and for that reason all of a sudden canceled yeah you don't get to host the oscars now you're done and then people demonize him and make all sorts of assumptions exactly i have something to admit and this this would go back along like if we ever made if when we made not if when mm. we make it big and famous, people are going to have so much fucking dirt on me. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Okay, guess what though? It starts at the age of like, probably like seven or eight years old. I went blackface for Halloween one year. Really? My mother dressed me up as Aunt Jemima. I had the pillows in my <laughs> ass and her sweatpants to prove it. What? I had the spatula, my hair and the thing. And I was like, yeah, I went as Aunt Jemima. And okay. it was great. I won the costume contest. <laughs> it was great. But back then you don't think of that shit. Exactly. Yeah. We cannot judge people based on previous actions. Being if, unaware. Being unaware. And if they have, if, for example, if, yeah, if that was your costume when you were seven, and if you continued doing that costume, you know, for the next few years. You're very aware. You are, you're in your twenties now. Yeah. You're aware. Yes. And you know it's wrong. Yes. But it's, it's no, same with anybody kevin hart made a, a joke a gay slur joke about you know 15, 10 years ago whatever mm -hmm. so why do we sit there and and want to cancel someone for a mistake mm -hmm. or an error in judgment or whatever a lapse in in good calling mm -hmm. that we don't but we don't applaud them if they yeah. grow yeah so if if i made a mistake 10 years ago and I'm and I haven't made any gay slurs or gay jokes in ten years. Yeah, I've grown. Obviously, I've understood that that is inappropriate. Yeah, and so I don't understand why we don't applaud people who have grown, who have mm -hmm. came to that realization that hey, I, you can't judge me on my mistakes. Mm -hmm. I own it. Yeah. I, I it was a mistake. I didn't, you know, I didn't mean, you know, at that time I didn't know. It was like. People grow, people learn, people get educated. Yeah. We all have done stupid things in our lives. All of us. Yeah. And so to me, you shouldn't lose your job because you said one, like, should there be repercussions? Yes. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. Or a but, call out to be like, hey, can you acknowledge this and yes, explain what happened? Sure. Yeah. Anything. But just up and firing someone because they said something once. We're, we're going to lose followers over this. <laughs> <laughs> That's legit what happens. I, I just, it doesn't sit right with me. No. You know, I, I mean, I'm not saying that they should be forgiven. I'm not saying that nothing should happen. Yeah. Something should definitely happen. But like at the end of the day, if we're firing people for, for doing something that like, you know, they were uneducated about or they were young and dumb, what is that about? Mm-hmm. People grow, people change. Yeah. So I, to me, this cancel culture stuff really bothers me when I see people yeah. losing their jobs because of something they did. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, sometimes very extreme cases, yes, they should, you know, you should have to lose everything. Oh yeah. Well, you, you like, see, you see certain things that happen too, right? Like, uh, and this is super poopy because some of the music I do love from her, like I love her old school, like heavy rap, like Nicki Minaj, when she was okay. doing those anime, uh, somebody made animations of Pocahontas going down on Nicki Minaj. Really? You didn't see any of that? <laughs> no. Oh, I did. I've, okay. All my friends sent it to me and they were like, oh my oh, God, boy. what does this make you feel? And I'm like, are you trying to stir the pot or like what's going on here? Right. Because you know, there's been so many Hollywood celebrities that have appropriated their whole lives. Cher being one of them. My grandma loves Cher. All of her aunties, all or not aunties, but all of her sisters love Cher. Right. Everybody loves Cher. But she's an Armenian. Is she Armenian? I'm pretty sure she's Armenian. Jay, can you look that up? Jay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I love doing that. I just have to bust out a big laugh after. Um, I'm pretty sure she's Armenian. Okay. But she... It goes full on headdress and she has for years, like totally embracing That's indigenous right. culture That's right. and to the point where, and she wrote, wrote a song called half breed. <laughs> really? I but didn't know she's, that. but, and the thing is, is she's dressed like a native person, but she's Armenian. Okay. So it's like, what are you doing? Exactly. You can, you're leaving a, like a level of confusion there, like half breed of what? And, and this is the thing though. It's like as human beings, we should not give a fuck who each other whatever is like we should not give two fucks about what our cultural background is in forms of like judgment or anything like that right like right. we are the human race that's what we should be viewed as we are the human race but she's armenian yeah i thought so okay, okay. there you go on it I'm on it um but the thing is like you know i want to teach my kids to love everybody yeah don't hate love we don't need to judge people based on their skin color. We don't need to do this. We don't need to do that. But that's where I think a lot of people struggle with appropriation as well. Because um, I was reading a thing where Miley Cyrus was ditching her hood rat ways and uh, <laughs> going back to country. And, oh. and and I say hood rat because that's what was in the article. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to slur or anything. Oh, no, we, we got cameras. We saw the air quotes. Okay. You're good. Well, this for the people on Spotify, I did the air quotes. Um, we So we see Miley Cyrus, again, transitioning out of one phase of her life where she was all about that lifestyle, living the hip hop life, and now she's going back to country. And now Ariana Grande is getting married and she's not bathing in self-tanner anymore. She's completely wiped it all off and she's letting her natural skin show. Isn't so people she Armenian are, too? 
I don't know what she is, but people were JQ calling her a up. white girl. <laughs> yeah, people were saying white girl Ariana and that her name wasn't actually Grande. Like she was trying to come off as some uh, Hispanic woman that she's actually like Grande or something like that. Oh, and boy. so and it's amazing how in Hollywood you can develop this persona, but really it's not who you are. Mm. And then again, I guess Kim Kardashian was taking her butt implants or whatever she has out as well, because the big butt thing she's realizing was like, it's just not me. Like it's, it's, it's not my natural, like who I am. And, and it's creating an unhealthy visual for a lot of women to think that their body is imperfect because they don't have these curves. That is a whole other kettle of fish. She's Italian. Ariana Grande's oh, Italian. Yeah, that's okay. right. That's right. So, and you know what? I've met very, very white Italians. I've met yep. very, very dark Italians. I've met very, very white Indians. 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 Well, <laughs> even well, when we're speaking like actual Indians, like like East Indian people, Hindu mm-hmm. people, there are very light skinned people as well. For sure. And then there's very dark skinned people, and then indigenous people, like, and that's all classifications. This goes for all shades of people. We come in all shades, guys. Yeah, we do come in all shades absolutely everybody my, my uncle I, my uncle rudy he you know passed away many many years ago but he was you know fair skinned red hair yeah right mm-hmm. um uh we have we have relatives with blonde hair and blue eyes yeah my cousin my cousin she same thing you know she same same family and everything and red hair fair skin yeah blue eyes like it's yeah it's it's wild right and so um, when when going Going back to like talking about hip hop yeah. and and uh, appropriation and stuff. Yeah. So, do you remember Iggy Azalea? Yeah. Right. She's uh, Australian. I think she's Australian, Australian yeah. rapper. Yeah. You know, she dove right in head first. Right, right into and, the hip hop culture. Right down to her slang. The way she talks. Same with JoJo. Yeah. Um, not JoJo Siwa for the new age kids. Um, I'm talking about like JoJo. I don't know her last name. I think it's Levesque or something. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, uh, what was the song called? Baby, it's you. That song. Um, the one with Bow Wow, the real cool like oh, yeah, carnival yeah, yeah. music right. video. Can we bring back music videos like that? I love that music video. I haven't video. watched music videos in years. Years. They're so bad now. They're just not good. They're all about cars and chicks and naked and money. And that's it. (laughs) Is that what they're about now? I mean, I don't watch them anymore. No, you either. Hey, I don't watch them anymore. They're crap. I mean, bring back 2000s. The mm. 2000s were the best music videos. Let's bring back Nelly. E.I. E.I. Oh, some old school Missy. Yes. Work it. Yes. No, no. Pass that Dutch, baby. Ah, that's your jam. That's my jam. Mm. Pass that Dutch. Mine uh, probably be one minute, man. <laughs> Are you trying to say something? <laughs> Spoiler alert. Oh just no! Kidding. Oh no! <laughs> you just dug yourself uh, into that one. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, no, I just I, I'm a big Ludacris fan. I love Missy Elliott. I love Luda. Um, Luda was actually yeah one of my like him and Ti were probably two of the first. Ti, oh yes. Yeah. Sorry, I love like, I love oh. I love Southern hip hop. I'm all about the dirty South. Yeah. Yes. 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 Um, love that. But I think, you know, there's again, you know, we can sit here and debate it. We can discuss it. But at the end of the day, there are people who can step into different realms mm-hmm. and just run with it. Yeah. And like, look at Eminem. Yeah. He's regarded. You know, he's arguably. 
in the top five yeah. rappers, mm-hmm. best ever. You yeah. know, for his, you know, I'm not saying that you have to like his lyrics or like his songs, but you have mm-hmm. you you can't deny his abilities, his lyricism, yeah. and uh, the way he raps. Yeah, right. But he's essentially he had very little blowback yeah. from the black community. Like there was well, some when he first started, he sure did. He like he really had to climb up. Yeah, yeah. But it's well, and you see Machine Gun Kelly coming in, and Tom McDonald. Like they're bringing, like it's almost like all the metal boys are joining the rap crew now. Sure, right? But there's cross, there's crossing of cultures musically in a lot of genres. Yeah. Country, yeah. Look at Drumline. Totally. You know, they're like yeah. this hip hop kind of country group, and yeah. they do well. Like their music's actually pretty good. When like I remember, it was a huge, it was a huge thing when Shania switched from country to pop. Who doesn't love Shania? Oh, she's like my biggest crush, like ever. I had a Shania poster <laughs> on I, my wall. Can I tell a funny story? When I was in yes. kindergarten, um, I begged my mom for a perm and I had a bob. Oh no. And no, no, no. She said no. Okay. But my parents are divorced, right? And right. I went to I went to my dad's house. Yeah. And of course put on my little puppy eyes, you know, daddy's little sweet girl, like, Dad, I really want Shania Twain hair. And he took me to some lady that does hair and she gave me a perm. I was like in kid, like grade one. I was probably winter's age. Oh my God. Bobbed hair, perm. I came out like a poodle. <laughs> no joke. Did I get the Shania Twain hair that I thought I was going to get? No. no. Was I turning heads the way she did? Sure did. Was it for the right reasons? I don't know. <laughs> but there- my mom was furious. She's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> she was not impressed about are that. Are there pictures? Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. I have you. to see that. I'll show you. Yes. Yes. I remember trying to wear my hat because like, I used to rodeo, right? <laughs> yeah. Trying to put my cowgirl hat on over my bobbed perm. Yeah. It was so bad. <laughs> yeah. That, I can't wait to see that. Oh, it was great. Um, okay, so like let's let's put a bow on on this on, on this topic appropriation here. and uh, appreciation. Yeah. So like in your in in your mind, like how to sum it up? How how do you sum it up? How do we sum to sum it up? If you are doing your best to, if you're going to do your best to appreciate a certain culture. Make sure you are buying specifically from people of that culture. Mm. If you are appreciating, if you are appropriating, you're going into Ardeen, you're buying all the tribal prints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You yeah. are you are going for the low hanging fruit. Right. Let's let's sum it up like that. If you are genuinely into someone's culture, and this is the thing too, is and this is this is a big thing, is w- indigenous communities have faced a lot, especially recently within the last year. And we're getting exhausted trying to explain how to do better. You have to take it upon yourself to learn how to do better. And you know what? I, I agree. And I'm going to ask another, I'm going to ask a follow-up question. Yeah. Do you think that some people, because we live in a, in a world now that like, you know, whether it's, positive, negative, whatever attention you get, do you think that some people just do it and they just don't give a fuck? Oh, 100%. And they're like, fuck it. I'm, if I get all the negative blowback, so be it. I'm still going to be out there. I'm still yeah. going to get 
my my stuff out that I want out there. Yeah. Right. So do you think that there's like there are some people who are just like, you know, what? I don't care. I'm just going to do what I want. One hundred percent. Yeah. Which is why I found out that a lot of uh, like festivals, like a lot of festivals have actually banned wearing headdresses now. So that's oh, wow. a step forward in the right direction. Did wearing headdresses bother me a lot? At first I thought, oh, hey, cool. Like they're appreciating our culture until I had been more educated from other people where they were like, well, they don't even know what nation that comes from. Not every nation wears headdresses. Do they know what they had to do to get those headdresses? Do they know why it would be offensive to somebody who was a war chief? Sure. To somebody who had to earn that yeah. to get that. And, you know, that's where you kind of like you know, that's where you learn those things, right? Because for a while, I'm like, what's wrong with people like embracing their warrior-esque self? Like the way I saw it for so long was these people calling people their tribe or saying, um, you know, like saying, well, I want to wear it at a festival because I feel like my most spiritual self comes out while I'm at a festival. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like, okay, cool. So if you're going to go fucking pop some Molly and like go dance around <laughs> with all the strobe lights and shit and probably go into a seizure, like, do you think it's very respectful to be wearing our cultural pieces while you're doing that? Because, you know, culturally, we're not allowed to have a drop of alcohol in our system. If you were drinking the night before, you cannot go to ceremony the next day. That's right. And uh, you cannot have any substance like that in your system. So for you guys to be out there doing all that, that's where it's wrong. Yeah. And that's not the only thing that's wrong about it. It's just it's just straight up wrong in all sorts of ways. Absolutely. I uh, I apologize if we touched on this on episode one. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, there was, uh, I wrote, I, I wrote a paper I felt very, very strongly about uh, when it came to uh, Halloween costumes and mm -hmm. dressing up as, as Indians for Halloween. Yeah. And I, I just, the thing that I really took away from um, was a, on, uh, actually it was a, on a podcast I was listening to and this yeah. uh, lady came on and she was talking about, she's like, you know, you don't get to try on my culture for a yeah. day. Yeah. You don't get to just try it on and, hey, look, I'm an Indian today, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like when we can't turn off mm -hmm. who we are. Yeah. This is who we are. And yeah. the daily, you know, racist uh, comments or the glares, the stares, the following of you in a store, um, you know, there's all these different things that come with being a visibly um uh indigenous indigenous person, person right or like an invisibly black person a, a, a visible minority yeah you know you're already being looked at differently uh by mm -hmm. a lot of people yeah. and so it's like yeah you think it's funny to put on a headdress today mm -hmm. because it's halloween but like you have no idea like speaking of tradition and culture and heritage is one thing, but then you're talking about like mm -hmm. how many of our brothers and sisters out there, grandmas, aunts, yeah. uncles who have faced so much adversity and so much racism and so much where prejudice. they weren't even allowed to put on their culture. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. You took the words right out of my mouth. That, Sorry. No, no, that's, that's <laughs> perfect. Like that's just it. Yeah. How fucking dare you feel that it's okay to dress this way when our relatives were denied 
that right mm-hmm. for so long. Totally for, persecuted for yep. any kind of stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. I do want to say on something that I think society needs to soften towards because this is something that bothered me again happening on a facebook scroll <laughs> um, facebook scroll i saw this thing that was getting circulated and there were two things and it was within the same week and it that really tugged at my heartstrings because this one was this little girl you know parents put on theme birthday parties right and this little girl became like even at school was immersed into the japanese culture absolutely okay. like loved everything she was probably like same thing like six or seven years old and just wanted to have her friends over for a japanese tea party cool well her mom posted a picture of the girls in their like beautiful gowns Uh, kimonos yeah like posted a picture and these poor kids got fucking lit up and i'm like are you guys kidding me do you understand that at that age do you think she's meaning to do anything Right. harmful right. no she's embracing that culture and this is where i i find appreciation and appropriation there can be such a fine line but are you seriously going to come down on kids who are are actually like sitting down trying to do like just having fun play day like do you does anybody remember what dress up was i remember what dress up was i had a giant dress up box i dressed <laughs> up as things all the time as a yeah. kid are we going to put that kind of fear into a child's mind saying if you ever dress up like that again you're gonna get you're gonna get found and blah 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 like saying horrible things like that like there's things that i think we as society need to lighten the fuck up about for sure yeah absolutely yeah absolutely yeah and it is it's hard to draw that line where something is too much and then something is okay yeah I mean, if even if you look at Chinese culture, mm-hmm. uh, you know, myself, I spent eight years there. Mm-hmm. Some of my very good friends uh, have Chinese wives. They've yeah. spent, you know, 10, 15 years in China. Yeah. They've, they've got married. Yeah. Well, guess what? When you have a traditional Chinese wedding, mm-hmm. you're wearing traditional Chinese clothes. Yeah, you're expected to. And mm-hmm. no one can say otherwise. No. Because that's what protocol is yeah and you're marrying into that family so you are now a part of that family and that culture yes yeah and you know there were times where i did you know i had to do like performances Mm -hmm. for for the for the classes or for kindergartens or wherever i was and i wore like traditional chinese clothes Mm -hmm. no one ever ever was like i can't believe you're doing that or why would you wear that it Mm -hmm. was like it was never ever it was always respect it was always like you know i'm not it's like if you if you're gonna appreciate Mm -hmm. culture yeah like you said do it respectfully yeah but if you're gonna throw on a headdress and think that it's okay to go do drugs and go get drunk Mm -hmm. you're fucking up go walk around with your tits hanging out right like it's just <laughs> yeah there's just okay. there's just things that go with it right and yeah um how are we doing for time jay five minutes five minutes okay that went by fast <laughs> that went by quick i thought i thought you meant like 50 minutes i was like okay good we can get on the next topic <laughs> <laughs> we can save our next topic for next time which is good because i need to do some homework apparently yeah you do shit i can't believe i was like i was so ready to talk about reservation dogs i'm so sorry i was ready too i was ready too and until i found out i missed the very last episode yeah 
<laughs> yeah, no, we. Okay, you need to catch up on it too, Jay. So, so guys, all y'all, we were planning on touching on the last couple episodes of Reservation Dogs, and then the whole um, first season of it, as it was, we were going to touch on that. But you know, Jay <laughs> hasn't caught up on all of it yet, and apparently, I've missed one episode. So we will get back to that on another time. Um, next time, I need to do some homework. Um, all I can say is that with, with everything that I did watch, uh, with res dogs on Hulu, I'm shook. Yeah, it, it's, uh, we'll definitely deep dive into that next episode, but there's, there's some powerful things that happened in, in the last couple episodes that I really want to address and talk about because I think it has a direct correlation with us and our community. Yeah. And there's some words that were spoken that really resonated with me that mm-hmm. I'd really like to um, dive into more. Yeah. So. Um, it's perfect timing too because it looks like you kind of got like a case of the hiccups maybe. Something's going on. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I'm like uh, trying to like just uh, like stay down, whatever that is. Um, That's funny. But yeah, um, this was awesome. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll probably wrap it up there. Yeah. Wrapping it up, guys. So if you haven't done so already, please, please, please uh, share our posts, share our clips. We're going to keep sending those clips out there. Like us, like us, tag us. (laughs) Like us, please. Like us, please. And I mean that with like the thumbs up, like, like on Facebook and, you know, hit the subscribe button, hit the dingy button on YouTube and on Spotify. And we're going to be on Apple Music as well. Oh my gosh. Very soon. Woo. I'm just, uh, their Apple's a little more finicky when it comes to podcasting than Spotify. So navigating that. Um, we're going to upgrade the studio too, guys. We're going to make some slight changes here and there. Some aesthetically pleasing uh, changes. Yes. And, um, you know, like we mentioned earlier in the episode, we intend on doing a giveaway very yes. soon. So stay tuned for that. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, where can where can everybody find you, Cody? Um, they can find me. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, you got to change. I got to change it. So my, uh, I'm uh, Japanda Bear uh, on Instagram. Not for much longer. That will change. Um, but yeah, please check us out at Intertribal Talk on Instagram, uh, Facebook as well. Yeah. And yeah, just thanks for staying with us. Thanks for hanging out and keep sending that feedback. Um, if you guys have any feedback for us, please, you can, um, you can, uh, we have it on our Instagram page, which is at intertribal talk. Um, you'll see our logo there. You can send us a message, send us a DM, uh, let us know what you think about the podcast. Let us know if there's anything specific you'd like us to bring up. If you have any pointers, anything like that, constructive criticism, always welcome, mostly. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and, um, yeah, Cody, so, so happy to have you back this week, but it feels good to be back i know you feel recharged yeah no. yes i do no, yeah. no i okay. do i'm feeling good i'm actually sleeping these days so that's like helpful that is good with with um you know feeling more <laughs> energetic but uh good good you know i'm happy to be back episode four in that's the books a wrap. Woo! awesome well thanks for joining us guys and we will catch you next week you betcha white white <laughs>